Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 115 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotics. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. Yeah. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Today we are talking with former psychotherapist and university professor, author, and green smoothie girl, Robin Openshaw, about energy medicine and its imperative role in healing. It is going to be a really cool show, a little bit different than what we usually do, and we're really excited to bring it to you. Also wanted to talk about our uh, collaboration with Just Thrive Probiotics. Tiffany and I are fans, so it's just a natural uh, progression that we are um, sponsored by them, and the show is brought to you by them. We are both taking them and have been and love it. What differences have you noticed? It? Just You know, I am... Um, you know, to share. Well, there's one I really don't feel like sharing, but everything seems to be working <laughs> nicely. I'll say. I think that's mine too. Okay. So there's that. Everything seems to be working nicely. That's uh-huh. one of them. I think I noticed um, when I'm not, when I, I, t- I didn't take it for like five days, I was out and my energy levels weren't the same. So I was like, oh no, I forgot. I'm, right. You know, my probiotic, it's not on my shelf. And so, um, so yeah, I, I definitely noticed my energy levels. What about you? Pretty much the same. I mean, definitely improved energy levels. For me, you know, I'm all things brain. So uh, I think definite, you know, clarity of thought and, and an improvement significantly in, in brain fog and, and fatigue. And, uh, yeah, I am just not – I'm going to keep taking it. I love it. Me I've been too. on it about 60 days now. So ever since we uh, interviewed Kieran – but now let's get into all things energy because she is with us. And this is a very, very cool topic. It's groundbreaking. And I think it is so essential to healing. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think about it. So it's very, very cool. And she is with us. So let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Robin. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> I'm doing so great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. We are so Absolutely. excited about this topic. <laughs> we are, we are, and about your new book. And I and I saw on Facebook that you uh, pushed back your launch. So when is the official date? Yeah, so the book actually releases on October 31st. And so we are in pre-selling mode right now. And so many people have already bought it on Amazon that it's really driven the price down. So it's getting exciting, and we cannot wait to bring this work to the world. I spoke in 2014 in 88 cities on this topic of vibrational frequency and what that has to do with our health and our happiness and why all the ways that we've looked at energy, especially food energy, calories, for instance, and the way we evaluate our foods is so outdated. It's literally like 170 years outdated and taking a look at vibrational energy is just everything. It is. It is. And uh, this is a really, really cool topic. I just want to mention really quickly that, uh, as Robin mentioned, her book is launching October 31st, Halloween. How cool. It is called Vibe, Unlock the Energetic Frequencies of Limitless Health, Love, and Success. 
and I'm reading it right now. It's very, very cool. So you guys need to um, pop onto Amazon and check it out. Let's talk about it, Robin. Yeah, I am in love with this topic because I tripped on some quotes by Einstein and Tesla. And people think, oh, Einstein's a math, Tesla is the name <laughs> of a car. Let me, let me tell you that these two guys are really the father of so many things that we take for granted right now. They discovered quantum physics, not just, not just Tesla and Einstein, but I want to share a couple of quotes with you that'll really open the door to understanding how we are all energies. We are made up of energies. We are all vibrating. Every single cell, every single organ, every single human is emanating a body field or energetic fields, and it has everything to do with what we're attracting in life. It has everything to do with our disease risk. It has everything to do with whether we have sustainable energy all day long. And so these guys really ushered in an era of quantum physics, and that has now permeated biology. We have quantum biology now. We have in medicine, Dr. Oz has said that that energy medicine is the next frontier in medicine, and we're, we're well underway. I'm talking about standard of care medicine. I'm talking about your average MD uses diagnostics that are just frequencies. They are measuring your brain waves, your heart waves with an EEG and an ECG. Everybody knows what that is. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just energies. That's just frequencies, my friend. And then if we look at actual treatments in medicine and the advances here, just to give you a couple of really simple examples, we have lasers where you can cut a person open now a half an inch that used to take a six-inch cut. Right. You can go in with a laser, which is just, a focused frequency, a very deadly killing frequency, which is important for our conversation today. And we can cut out a diseased organ that isn't functional, that needs to come out, that might be, you know, decaying in the body. You can cut it, cut it out, chop it in pieces and pull it out through a half inch scar. And then you can use another laser that's just focused healing frequencies to help that person's tissues heal 10 times faster than they would have even even 10 years ago. So, so quantum physics has totally infiltrated medicine, physics, biology, but you know where it hasn't come? And this is what, this is just one of the topics in Vibe, the book, but it has not come to nutrition. It hasn't come to food. It hasn't come to us talking about how we choose the foods that go in our grocery cart and what we base those choices on. And so many of us are living in, whatever the latest food cult is. Um, and, you know, I don't like to risk take my host when I'm on a show taking offense. It's one of the food cults. But these food cults are really <laughs> dominated by the, you know, and, and there's good things about the different fads, the diet fads that come and go. And we're all friends and lots of those people are wellness influencers out there and we share stages and we go to conferences together and they we're all helping people do some good things, get off the standard American diet, the processed diet. But, but these food industries do not have our best interests at heart, and they are the ones who have co-opted this idea that the calorie is the way to evaluate our foods or that how many grams of protein, fats, and carbs are in our food is some kind of way to evaluate whether this food is going to help us be healthy, whether this food is going to help us find our optimal weight. Losing weight shouldn't be it's so difficult. It shouldn't be gutting it out and pushing a boulder uphill. When we choose the high vibration foods, we're just 
we're optimized. We are literally vibrating at higher frequencies. We're detoxifying better. Our cells are cleaning out. Our organs are cleaning out. We find our optimal weight if we, if we just eat high vibration foods. I have a shopping list. We can get it for you. I can make up a URL on the fly if you want. Um, sure. Yes. Great. It's, it's, um, it is the 200 most high vibration foods. And we can talk about how vibration is measured because most people listening to this are going, I, I don't know what this is. If this was a real thing, right. it would be on the <laughs> food labels. I would know this, right? The, like Frito-Lay would be telling me this. Coca-Cola would t- be telling me this. At least right, right, right. somebody would be out there talking about this. Well, you will be hearing about this. And I can talk to you about how it's measured and the research that I'm doing with um, – some really reputable scientists so that we have more measurements at our fingertips and we can start looking to the frequencies of food instead of old 170 year old concepts. But the shopping (laughs) list has the 200 most high frequency foods and it has the 45 measured lowest frequency foods. And so if, if people want to get it, you can get it at greensmoothiegirl.com slash shopping list. How about that? Sure. I love it. Okay, well, It'll work. All right. We'll we'll set that up. I, I think that's live now, but it, it, I have to check with my team and make sure that that's where you get it. But anyways, we, we give that away for free. And it'll be a great resource to just print off and take to the grocery store. So I have a quick question for you. You know, it's amazing to me, like I was telling Dana, I think that, you know, Energy medicine is something that comes very easily to everybody, but we've tuned it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we've, we've like muted that, uh, that possibility. And, and you were talking about the diets and things like that. So say, for example, the word resonance. Even if, if someone is not resonating with a particular diet, okay, they may know it's, you know, these are whole foods, they're healthy, blah, 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 but they don't necessarily resonate with that particular diet. Wouldn't that actually lower their vibrational frequency? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, biological diversity is beyond proven and a food that I resonate with might be a food that you don't or that you don't right now. You know, we're also constantly shifting and changing. And so, you know, the Ayurvedics and a lot of the older traditions, not this very Western reductionistic way that we look at medicine and health here in America 2017, but older traditions are all about that, about eating foods in season, about eating foods that we resonate with. But a lot of the reasons why people are reactive to foods that are even good, healthy, high vibration foods is because of what's been going on in our food supply for a long time and what's been going on in medicine. I mean, you know, your average person in America now, as I talk to them at least, they've been on an antibiotic, so they've had some massive devastation in their gut. And their gut is their second brain. There's major connectivity between your, breath, your gut and your brain. Um, they have been eating genetically modified foods. They don't even know it. They don't even know where they are, where they're in packages. And that's, that's not to criticize them. That's just because, you know, the more that's known about GMO foods, the more the manufacturers are going to get very sly about how to hide them in foods. They are eating... Uh, monosodium glutamate and right. aspartame that are now being hidden in other ingredients because the, like I said, the food industry is, is very sophisticated and they really will shift 
if people start getting educated about some of the things that are in our food supply. So these things are causing this strange phenomenon where everybody in the Western world right now is reactive. And many of them are reactive to good foods like the nightshade family or onions or, um, you know, sulfur food. Organic. Yeah. All <laughs> right, the, a lot right, of different, right. Right. And, and that doesn't mean stop eating, stop eating whole foods and <laughs> go on one of the fad diets and follow the, follow somebody's prescriptive diet to the letter because it might not be right for you. And there may be things that you learn from reading that book about the paleo diet or the ketogenic diet. But um, the ketogenic diet is an extremely low vibration diet. The worst I've seen since the Atkins diet. Wow. Can you tell tell us like specifics? That is very interesting. Can you tell us specifics, Robin, on, on why that's a low vibrational diet? Well, it's manipulating macronutrients as if as if macronutrients are the holy grail of nutrition. And it's really this um, ridiculous fad in the last 50 years to, right. for a decade, aggrandize one of the macros. So protein is super, super, super popular. Well, I was saying this 10 years on stages. I did a 450-city speaking tour over the course of six years. Um, related to some of my earlier works, this is Vibe is my 15th book. But I, I said, watch for it. There's a pattern here. The next macronutrient that will be aggrandized as if it's the best macronutrient that we all need, you know, large quantities of will be fat. Watch for it. There will be a diet that will make fat the, the godfather. And so we, have, we are now in it, paleo is a fad diet that's going on its way out. Ketogenic is taking its place. And here's the reason. It's not that there's bad people talking about the ketogenic diet. I believe that most of the practitioners and authors and people who are singing the praises of the ketogenic diet, which is very low in high vibration foods, it's low in plants. If you look at what the people eating keto are actually eating, they, they may say they're eating more vegetables and they may be. And if they are, then that is a good thing. And they're probably not eating flour and sugar and processed foods, but they are eating way too much fat. fat. They're pouring refined oils on their foods. I see them doing, they're eating plates full of bacon, does not get any more low frequency than bacon. Um, pork, pork has a, let me, let me share with you a principle of quantum physics that I think is really important. And we really flesh this out in the book, but here it is. Anyone can understand this. A substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. Actually, let's back up. Einstein said everything in life is vibration, because I never talked about his quote. I just alluded to it. Mm -hmm. Everything in life is vibration. Tesla came along later, and he said, if you want the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So I'm just driving home that these are such important principles that the scientists who were putting out quantum theory long before America was ready to accept it saw it as the secrets of the universe. And we are seeing that play out through all branches of science, medicine, just, you know, huge leaps in human understanding. Now I would like it to be applicable to an individual person so that they can use these concepts to actually be healthier and make better choices and be more mindful of those choices. Why am I making this choice? So let me go back to the principle of quantum physics. Here it is. A substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. 
Now, if you are energies, if you are just made up of energies, and at this point it's becoming clear that even DNA is energies. We, you know, the old Newtonian way of thinking is that we have these cells and there's, you know, a nucleus and there's protons and there's electrons and there's, but now what we're realizing is that our electrons might be shared by us and several other people all over the planet. And this isn't something woo-woo and made up. This is lots and lots of scientific experiments document this. We are energy exchanging with people, living things in our environment. There is much more than meets the naked eye. There is an Einsteinian way of looking at life and the secrets of the universe and how we are energies. Emotions are energies flowing through us. I'm covering a lot of, I'm just touching on a lot of the subjects that we cover in the book. But to come back to, now that you understand that we are made up of energies, if a substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase just by being in its energy field, then how powerful and how high impact is it when we actually eat? We actually put inside us high-frequency foods versus low-frequency foods. And since I just mentioned the staple of the ketogenic diet, bacon, what the energetic frequency is, according to Bruce Tyno, who was an early researcher, he's, uh, he has passed away, but he was the first one to measure human electromagnetic fields and he measured foods and he me- measured medicines because if using, if we're medicating with higher vibration materials or lower vibration materials, it's absolutely impacting our own energies. He measured a lot of healthy human beings and the range that he found a healthy human being, not in a chronic disease state or an acute disease state, healthy human beings range between 62 and 68 Hertz of energy. So if you remember two things that from this, conversation with me the two things i'd love for you to remember are first of all that principle of quantum physics that a substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase and by the way the opposite is true too the opposite is true too of course Mm -hmm. you are if you are the higher frequency uh substance then something of a lower frequency is also going to decrease your energies so if you remember that, and if you remember that a healthy human being is 62 to 68 hertz, that would be great if you remember those two things. Guess what the vibrational frequency is of pork? Hit me. Take a guess. Ten. <laughs> I've got a 50, I've got a 50, five. and I've got a, I've got a 10. Oh, and now I've got a 5. All right, yeah, well, you're getting, closer. You're, you're getting closer because it's about 2 hertz of energy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, Robin, so what determines, like, what determines a frequency? And does that frequency change per person? Like, for example, would it be, you know, two to me and potentially one or zero for you, depending on where our frequency is? Or does the food, actual food Stays, itself, does its own frequency? Period? Right. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah, so, right. So different okay. substances have different frequencies. And you, you will fluctuate. I mean, if you get the flu, you're going to drop. I mean, you might drop right. 15, 20 hertz. Um, Tino also. So there would, there would be times that you potentially could maybe eat a certain food and then other times you definitely could not, right? You would avoid it based on your own frequency at the time. Yeah, but let's stick to the basics because okay. that might hurt people's brains <laughs> okay, a little going... bit. Of, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> an apple is just good for you in general. I mean, there's an right, occasional right, person right. who's going to have a reaction to it, but. But, you know, strangely, fruit has, has 
proven to be the highest vibration class of foods. And I'm, I'm working with a scientist named Beverly Rubick. She's a PhD scientist who already has some background in vibrational frequency, and she already owns two very expensive pieces of technology. And we're going to be measuring people before and after they eat specific foods. And we're also going to be measuring the foods themselves with two different, two different kinds of measurements. And the reason I want to use these measurements is that they actually generate beautiful pictures of this biophotonic emissions technology will show you the weak light emitted from certain foods. And I want to know exactly Ooh. what Doritos looks like. I want to know what Monster oh or Rockstar looks like. I want to oh. know what Ooh. a mango looks like when we measure vibrational frequency using biophotonic emissions. Biophotonic scanners are used in tons and tons of applications, so very, very widespread use. The other technology that we'll be using is using gas chromatography, where you can, um, right. you can also see incredible visuals of the results. But, but I want to go back to Bruce Tyno's work because he measured in hertz, and the reason I like to talk about his work isn't that it's the only way of measuring energy fields. The unit of measure we understand, right? In high school science classes, we were exposed to the fact that, you know, we measure electrical energy in hertz. And it's a great thought to have that we are electrical beings. We have to drink water because we're electrically conductive. We need to go outside and get in contact with earth because we're picking up all these dirty energies all day long because we're exposed to all these devices, which is not how the human organism was really meant to be in that kind of environment. So going out and lying on the earth discharges negative energies and it picks up millions of electrons that we're needing. Um, and we're close to and in contact with the current of the earth and this, the center of the earth vibrates at 528 Hertz. So Again, higher freak. We want to be around higher frequencies. We want to be around higher frequency people, because yes, we do. It by feels that better. Same token, yeah, yeah. And now, and now you kind of have a little bit of languaging for why that is. I mean, you hear people talking about I vibe with that, or I don't, or I don't resonate with that. And we're talk we're talking about this in detail now. And and vibe the book is giving legs to that concept that we all instinctively know. I mean, the Beach Boys were talking about good vibrations back in the 60s, and it was kind of this woo-woo stuff has advanced. I'll tell you what, my fantasy is that we have vibrational energy of food on the back of food packages. Don't, don't hold your breath because packaged food, by definition, is likely to be really low vibration. And so I don't think the food manufacturers are, are super motivated to do that but in my dream world we are all wearing a fitbit so that we you know get really clear on the fact that when we drink a cup of coffee our hertz drops by 10 hertz those are those are our energies that have our cells oscillating literally imagine trillions of cells oscillating at a specific speed and you want to be 62 to 68 hertz now that's your whole or that's your whole being you know, Tino measured genius human brains at 85 hertz, and he measured people with chronic uh, candida overgrowth so that, you know, yeast was competing for the attention of their immune system. And so they're just, you know, people with candida overgrowth really struggle. Measured them, measured people with Epstein-Barr, for instance, in the 50s, so low 50s, like well well below where a healthy human 
should be. He measured end-stage cancer patients who were very, very near death at like 25 hertz. So, oh wow, it it seems to be really. So wait a minute, I'm doing the health. math here. 62 to 68 hertz, and a cup of coffee will drop you 10. That's a pretty big. That's a big number. Like yeah. In perspective of, huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it really. It really is, and it's a it's a very small study where they had coffee in your energy field. You know, you're like smelling it, you're holding it in your hand, and then there's <laughs> then there's drinking it, and it actually took, um, as I recall, a couple of days to recover that person's uh, frequency. Wow. So, you know, I don't I don't really. That's want a lot. To, oh my god. Yeah, it's really unpopular right now to uh, to criticize coffee. It's um, it's well, I'm really a, I have well to tell you, Robin, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker and I, you know, we have been fortunate to, to hear it all, everybody's perspective. And, you know, I've given up sugar over the years and so many different things. And I'm like, you know, literally my thing is you'll, you're going to pry my cup of coffee from my cold dead hands, you know, but <laughs> that when is you hear quote. Things, <laughs> well, when you hear l- things listen. like that. Okay, that's Listen, that's an impressive number. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's it, that's it a lot. A, it was a small case study. It was a small case study of a few men in their 20s. Um, and probably the point I want to make here is because I know that I'm not going to pry coffee out of like almost anyone's hands. And if I told you I never <laughs> drank coffee, I'd be lying. So, but I do. I do. Um, drink only I don't drink Starbucks Starbucks shouldn't be called coffee it should be called Starbucks because it was one of the first GMO crops it's total junk what they add to it is total junk so I only brew um, organic coffee I only add organic coconut milk to it and a little bit of stevia so you can certainly make it much better you can you can get coffee that isn't so acidic um, that is much cleaner that's single source I think you can do a lot to make coffee better than it I is. would and love so to see those that study in the future like if they actually because that's my thing you know it's a it's another thing I sleep like a baby you know it's not like I have insomnia and I drink one cup of coffee in the morning I don't drink it all day long I don't you know I mean but I would love no literally I'm I'm dead serious I would love to see a study that maybe measured like you said Starbucks against a good organic coffee and you know of course if you put sugar in your coffee or, you know, like for me, I put a teaspoon of, of uh, organic coconut oil in there and I put spices. So I make like a chai, my own version of a chai coffee without any, without any uh, sugar. But I would love to see the differences, like, right, if one was, was 10 and the other one was, I mean, I would love that. I think that would be fascinating. I will put that on our list for what we're going to be <laughs> testing in the next couple of months with Dr. Rubik. So that we—that's a really great idea that we test both um, a person before and after they right, drink right. Starbucks and uh, a person before and after they st- they drink your and my kind I of coffee. I love that. Which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, love well, that's really uh, because that's really would, quick. You know, that would definitely really quick, perk Robin. my. Uh, Sorry, I was just going to say two things. You know, um, how exactly? do you measure like you, like if you're going to get measured, how does that look? I'm trying to picture someone getting measured um, and I, I can't picture it. So tell me that. And then also I want to back up a little bit, if you don't mind kind of interjecting, even though we're midway through, 
a little bit about your history <laughs> and your story because you have a fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, you're from a family of eight and I mean, you actually grew up eating good food and stuff. Anyway, so let's get to that. But I also want to see if you could tell us what it looks like to measure somebody. Yeah. yeah. And to be clear, I was, I'm from a family of eight children, 10 people. So, um, yeah, I will, I will back up and tell you my story because it, it is a pretty crazy story. But Bruce Tino used the BT3 monitoring system, and so you can look that up. It's patent or whatever. But um, there's, a, there's a lot of different ways to measure it. And unfortunately, because there's no industry with any profit motive to really bring this to nutrition, calories work great for packaged processed foods. Like the thing is, is calories and counting grams of macros, which is how right now all the diets and all the food manufacturers and most of us people are evaluating our food. It, it's highly effective for the processed food industry because it helps them standardize. It's highly ineffective for human beings who want to evaluate food for whether it's good for them. So I can't, I am early in talking about this as it applies to food. And so I have to rely on the research of Tino and then I have to go out and, you know, create more research where we have, I want, I want photographic cerulean photography to be able to show more uh, so that people are motivated. They see the actual energies that they eat. So that's that. So my story is that, Oh, 25 years ago, I was, over 200 pounds, and I had 21 chronic diseases. And I was in my 20s, and I had spent five years in infertility testing and treatment. Um, I had a large tumor. I was having trans-ischemic attacks, which are mini strokes. So my right arm would go numb, and I couldn't uh, see or talk for hours. That was probably the most terrifying thing. I was on drugs for four different autoimmune diseases. I had Hashimoto's, but like most people with Hashis, and I know that this is you know, a huge topic, obviously, on your show, I wasn't diagnosed for about seven years till my hair was falling out. I you know, gained all the weight. I had, my fingers were cold all the time. My mood was all over the place, you know, all the things. Um, so it took me like seven years to get diagnosed there. And I had... Um, just so many awful things going on. I was on drugs for anxiety, which of course all these things are related. I know know now, but I had a little boy finally after four artificial inseminations, a few different miscarriages, all the infertility tests that could never really find anything, particularly the reason. And he was a twin. I lost his twin. So quite a long road to bring this little nine pound, 23 inch, redheaded baby boy into the world. And I was so excited to be a mom after five years of all this horror. And when he was seven months old, the pediatrician told me it was time to wean him. And I was like, well, you know, that seems to be what all the good moms are doing. And that was about my level of education on the subject of nutrition and health at that point. And so I weaned him onto formula and that's when the nightmare started in my family. And from formula, you know, you can't go back after you wean a baby onto formula, you can't get your breast milk right. back. Um, his health started to really tank. And then from, from the formula, when he was, you know, getting closer to a year old, we were weaning him onto many bottles a day of cow milk. And I remember that I fed him chicken nuggets and otter pops and lots of cinnamon raisin bread toast and just all the standard American diet staples and 
I had no idea that I was becoming obese and accumulating all these diagnoses and that my son's health was in massive decline because of our diet. I I had not made that link yet. And my son ended up on constant bronchodilators in and out of hospitals, emergency rooms. He was on five courses of liquid steroids by the time he was 15 months old, which is devastating to the immune system. I only learned this over time. Uh, He was on multiple antibiotics because the steroids ruined his immune system. So then he caught everything that came down the pike. So Mm. he was a bubble boy. I didn't dare take him out in public uh, because he might catch a cold, which in his case was life-threatening because of the asthma that came along with it. And the asthma would put him in the hospital. So the fifth course of liquid steroids the doctor prescribed to me as I was walking out the door, he said, oh, by the way, like he literally said, by the way, by the way, that that fifth course of liquid steroid, according to the studies, is guaranteed to stunt your son's growth. And I was like, wait, yeah, I was like, wow. what, what did you say? Like, I, I said, well, no, thank you, and handed it back to him. But, you know, we were in a really critical situation. I said, what else you got? And he said, we don't have anything else. You have used all the drugs, like all the drugs we have. We've used them in the hospital when you're constantly here in my office. Like, this is all we've got. So I still handed that prescription back to him. I went home, I hit my knees and I was just absolutely distraught. I sobbed all the way home, but you know, quick, quick allusion to my point of reference. I am the oldest of eight children and my grandmother was diagnosed with a very deadly metastatic melanoma when I was in high school. And my, her son, my uncle was also diagnosed with cancer at the same time. So my grandmother, my uncle diagnosed with cancer at the same time. She's told you have a year to live very advanced, metastatic, it's in your breast, it's in your lymph system. You need to do chemo and radiation, you know, a year if you don't do it, maybe a little longer if you do. Well, my uncle was told he had stage one Hodgkin's disease, and that's one of the most treatable forms of cancer there is. I told him to do chemo and radiation. So my uncle chose into standard of care. He did chemo and radiation. He was 33 years old. He had three small children. Um, My grandmother said no to chemo and radiation, and she did the Gerson protocol, which is a nutritional protocol. She drank so much vegetable juice, she turned orange from all the carrots. Um, (laughs) She was eating, like, apricot pits for the B17 because Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, substance kills cancer cells but leaves healthy cells alone. She was doing a bunch of things like that. She didn't do any chemo and radiation. And the outcome that I watched when I was in high school, which made a huge impact on me, is that 18 months later, my uncle died of chemotherapy. He didn't, he didn't actually die of cancer. He died of the effects of chemotherapy mm-hmm. and radiation and mm-hmm. left behind three little children. And my grandmother um, beat the cancer and went on to live another 20 years. And she was there when all four of my babies were born. So oh I, I had watched. Yeah, I was 15 when my grandmother turned orange and I had watched how powerful food is as medicine and it took a crisis in my own life of almost losing my son multiple times for me to realize, well, maybe I should put that into play. And so I went in my kitchen, just desperate. I would do anything. I knew that my son's life was in jeopardy and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling great either. I'm on all these drugs and overweight. I just threw everything away throughout all the cow milk. I threw out all the Betty Crocker mixes and junk in the, in the pantry throughout the Otter Pops and the Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. And then I didn't have any food. So <laughs> then I had to, it, it was, it was <laughs> right. a step at a time. Like 
you've talked to lots of people who are just like deer in headlights. You're like, wait, that, that's my diet. Like, right. I don't know what to eat if I don't have that. And so I spent a year figuring out what to eat, trying recipes, checked out every book on nutrition from the library, sent about 90% of them back and didn't think they had much to offer. And I changed my family's diet. I remember the first day I made a green smoothie. It was not the kind of green smoothie I make now. It, like think, I think like pineapple juice was the base of it. I would never do that now. But I put two giant handfuls of spinach and a big handful of alfalfa sprouts in it because I had bought those at the store having no idea what to do with them, but I bought them and brought them home. So I blended it all up in my blender and I went outside and this is how, you know, your readers may not know my online presence is green smoothie girl. We're, we're now over 10 years old and nobody had ever heard of a green smoothie 10 years ago. We, it was getting 50 searches a month worldwide on, on Google and, <laughs> Yeah, oh my it's, God. it's it's unthinkable wow. now. You you're laughing because everything isn't that crazy to is. think it that is. now you're like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, and it 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 was crazy because you know it's it's really a household term now, and I no longer take a big quart of sludge to the baseball field and have people go, "What is that?" You know, like they know they know what it is. So, and and that's really exciting, and that's that's how far we've come in 10 years and Costco has triple washed organic greens. They're about the same price that, you know, conventional greens were 10 years ago. So there's lots of good, good things that are happening in the world. And we really should acknowledge those and, and, you know, lots of exciting things. But so, you know, I turned my son's diet around, started with that first step, which is why I named my site that when I put it up 10 years ago, my family went on a reality TV show and they said, we're going to get a lot of people trying to reach us. It was an ABC Disney reality TV show called wife swap. If you remember it. And I know (laughs) crazy, crazy, crazy. That's, that's how green smoothie girl came to be. And I didn't know it would be this crazy viral thing that would take off over my life. I was just telling my story. I was just showing a little quick and dirty video demo that got like a million views of, here's how I do this. Here's how I make the green smoothie. And I was doing it just because, you know, we had this reality TV show that was going to show during sweeps week to 25 million people. And so, but if you, if you step back to the beta version of my first ever green smoothie, I put two handfuls of spinach in this concoction in my blender. I put a handful of alfalfa sprouts and then I went outside and I put my little boy in the grass. He was 15 months old. This was our turning point. This is where things started to really change. But I was drinking it for me. I never in a million years thought that a 15-month-old would eat spinach and alfalfa sprouts, right? Like, that's not how moms in America think. They think, oh, maybe when they're older and smarter, they'll eat a vegetable now and then. But I I sat down on the porch, (laughs) and I started drinking this thing. And my little boy, who was just starting to walk, got up out of the grass and walked over, and he said, what's that? And I said, ice cream. (laughs) you know, you don't you don't have to be right. an experienced mom to know how to pull those kind of stunts, right? So right, I said ice right. cream. <laughs> right. And so of course, you know, I have like this whole this whole game plan for this thing, right? And, but but like I was so shocked that what happened next, even though I had called it ice cream, um and we actually called Green Smoothies green cream for probably ten years after that till the kids sort of outgrew that term. But he said he said, Can I have some? And I said, No, it's mommy's you know, because of, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to give him as much as he wants and make more mm-hmm. if he right. would possibly <laughs> drink this green sludge. But, you know, I didn't think there's any re- any way he would drink it. So I put it in front of him and the kid drank the thing to the bottom of the glass and he was slurping around with his straw at the bottom of the glass. 
And, you know, my jaw is on the floor when he says, can I have more? (laughs) And that day was an epiphany because that is the day that I realized that there are ways to get your family to eat really healthy foods. And I don't have to bring the junk foods into the house. And that's when I addict my little children to the most addictive substance on the planet, right? Sugar is more addictive right. than cocaine, according to multiple studies. So that was, a, that was an epiphany day. And the green smoothie is by no means everything that we did to turn our health around. But the right. to make a long story Helpful. short, and it act, yeah, it was actually a really short, it was really a short period of time that, that I dropped 70 pounds without dieting or counting calories or worrying about that kind of thing because just by adding such, that. well, not just by that. I mean, that was our first step and we took many other steps, but with that additional energy that I got by starting that, that green smoothie a day habit, I had more energy and I sunk that energy. It's right. like investing money. You know, you get the first, you get that first check and you invest it back into your investment or your business I right, invested right. that like time. Like thinking clearer, and I imagine if you went back, you were like, it was like a, a magic, it was a magic drink. I have to tell you real quickly, we bought our Vitamix at Costco. <laughs> we have four kids, so it's just kind of funny that you say that because, you know, here my kids were like, oh, it's green. I mean, my son would eat literally pureed avocado, and he's like, I'm not touching that thing. It's, not, it's like it hit a, <laughs> a flip to switch or something. So we're at Costco, right? And they're doing this Vitamix. And so they, you know, they put in the spinach and all these amazing things, blueberries and this and that. And I'm walking behind it and I'm thinking, well, I would really wish that the kids would do that. So they had the little sample cups. And so the guy calls my kids back and he looks at me and goes, okay, is it okay? to I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, give it a shot, buddy. (laughs) This ought to be fun. (laughs) And all four of my kids, grab this little Dixie cup. I will never, I can still picture it like it was yesterday in my head and sucked that thing down and, and put the, and said, can I have another one? And I looked at my husband and I said, that thing is 500 bucks. I'll never forget it. 479 bucks. And he was like, buy it. Yeah. He goes, buy it. Both of us like literally right there because of that, because I had set in my head Robin, that my kids would not, there was no way they would actually drink that. And they were like, that's really good. And I was like, oh, wow, that's impressive. Give me that machine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then, when you were talking about your son, I'm like, I remembered that day I had to share that with you because it was totally, it's, it's totally true. Like there's ways of mixing things together it makes it very appealing for, for kids. And that's, and a, it that's makes a miracle. It really easy to eat. Yeah. And it makes it <laughs> right. easy to eat. And that. The the Vitamix guy is not dumb. He had your kids drink it because he knew, he knows that's a great way to sell a blender. And for for years and years, and it the worked. Vitamix, yeah, the Vitamix and Blendtec guys would write greensmoothiegirl.com on the side of the box when they sold someone a Vitamix or a Blendtec at Costco. And I know this because of all the people on lecture tour who told me this, or people who wrote us over the years, or um, and from the Vitamix and Blendtec guys themselves would see me at Costco or write me emails because they knew that if they could get people to use that machine for their health, that they wouldn't return it and they wouldn't lose their commission. Well, do you want to hear yes, something? So you want to hear something a stupid? Green smoothie I'm, girl, right? How like, great. Literally, I, I am going to share with you. I'm going to be just blatantly honest here. It's raw right now. I maybe have used that Vitamix in six years, 
five times since then. <gasps> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, we don't do the green smoothie thing. But I promise you, because I have dancers and a baseball player, and I promise you, and Dana knows that I do not make promises, that I will start, I'm going to ask you for your favorite smoothie, but I will start doing it every day in my home with that Vitamix. But I'm going to tell you why I didn't do it. Because when I got home, I was thinking to myself, oh, this is amazing. And I'm going to be just raw here. The, the guide that comes with the Vitamix has a whole bunch of crap uh, recipes that include like stuff that's not real food. Like literally what he made there in that store is not in the recipe book that comes with the stupid Vitamix. That's too bad because um, I love Blendtec. The owner of Blendtec lives across the street from me. Um, I have given away a Blendtec at hundreds of lectures. We're great friends. But Blendtec didn't do a great job of making their blender about this This machine gives you health. But Vitamix right. did. And so I I'm wish they had written that. your name on the side, on that, and that's Rancher Mirage Costco because that would have changed the way I used that machine. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, needed, could, you I should needed a send recipe. this little book to you. Yeah, you need a like, recipe and a little it. guide. Yeah, you're a recipe follower. Yeah, and I, and I you know, my book, my book, The Green Smoothies Diet, is, um, you know, my bestseller of all my books. And then we have another book called The Big Book of Green Smoothies, and it's just recipes. It's like 230 recipes, whereas The Green Smoothies Diet talks about green smoothies. Um, and why and how and what's in the different greens and what superfoods you might use and how to get kids to come along. Like it's a book, but then it has 50 recipes in it. So those are really our, have been our two bestsellers over time because people are really interested in quick, easy, high-impact ways to spend very little time in the kitchen and get a lot of bang for your buck. And you just can't, right. you can't beat the green smoothie habit. And so the, you mentioned having a dancer and baseball players. My, um, the, the, the culmination of that story is that not only did I lose 70 pounds and I ditched all 21 of those diseases and got off all the drugs. Um, and I have, and I'm just turned 50 this year and I'm a competitive athlete, you know, at my ideal weight, traveling all over the world, living the dream. It, it just keeps getting better and better. And it, it stays good as long as I stick to my high vibration diet. And my son, who was so very desperately ill and below the fifth percentile for weight and diagnosed with failure to thrive at 15 months old, never once we turned that corner after that day with the green smoothie and I threw everything away in the pantry and the fridge and started over, never again was on a bronchodilator. He was never again on steroids. He was never again on an antibiotic. And his three siblings who came along later have never been on an antibiotic and um, there's never been a hospitalization or a medical incident in now 24 years of parenting. And that boy, that failure That's to drive awesome. boy went on to lead his team to the state playoffs in three a or in four a baseball here in Utah, where he led the whole state oh, wow, cool. senior year in RBIs. He hit two grand slams. He pitched a near shutout in the finals, um, carried off the field, named most valuable player at six foot three. You have oh, to great. just like watching that look from the beginning and just be like, just I wow. I mean, how great. Yeah, you awesome. got goosebumps. Failure to thrive and, I know, and being right? carried off the field at, you know, 6'3 and, and, you know, winning the state champs or whatever. I mean, that's just a goosebump moment. 
That's a goosebump moment. Yeah, and so if if it does nothing else for people, I hope it inspires you to the fact that life can change in an instant for the better. And, you know, when we put these small things into play, amazing things happen over the course of months and years that you maybe could never dream of when you're in sort of that miserable uh, disease state where it just feels like everything is in a negative vortex. When we get our energies moving the right direction, you know, another principle of quantum physics is that like attracts like. When we build ourselves out of high vibration materials, we're attracted to more high vibration materials. We are attracted to healthier foods. They taste better to us. They look good. They make, they might make our mouth water. Not, not like an addictive food. Like that's never going to happen. Right. Never going to happen that we're going to look at, look at, you know, a, an apple, like we might look at Doritos or a monster, if those are our addictions, whatever they are, or a cup of coffee. I don't know, but, but we want them. We love what they do for us. We notice what they do for us. We are finely tuned. And so, you know, amazing high vibration foods will be, we'll notice that we'll notice the impact on not just how we feel, but also our emotional states because emotions have my, my background is as a psychotherapist and emotions have vibrational frequency too. And we all know that being in states of creative flow or gratitude or compassion, love, peace, joy, These are high vibration emotional states, and we all wish that we lived in them all day long, but the food we eat is completely connected to whether we sort of, as my friend Stacy says, who is an intuitive and an empath and a highly sensitive person and is seeking high vibration life. Yes. Yes. Stacy Robin. I've got her book right here in front of me, An Unconventional Life. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. She said, she said being an intuitive and an empath is like, is like if I took step up on my tiptoes, my head into a stream of information, a stream of frequencies. And, and that's what it's like, is that you start to become aware of where the high frequencies are and how to get into them. And, you know, you also, when you are built of higher vibration materials, like attracts like, more opportunities are coming to you, more money flows to you, more other high vibration people are literally energetically attracted to you, more good stuff starts to flow. And you don't spend the time in anxiety, anger, um, these low vibration emotions, lack of forgiveness, uh, stuckness, frustration. These are the low vibration emotions that we all dislike, but many of us spend much of our day in those spaces. So, Robin, how about a, a, a quick tip and tool? Like, let's just say someone is, you know, applicable to thyroid, immersed in Hashimoto's, they're fatigued and overwhelmed and, and just feeling terrible and negative. What is a simple tip to just send them on a good vibe? Do you know what I'm saying? You like know, just a couple good tips of, you know, if they're just like, I can't do any of this. I mean, we see it so often in the thyroid community. What just to, you know, this is your next choice. Do this. This will set, a, you know, set you on the pace you for up. higher vibrations. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, yeah, we've talked about get the shopping list, greensmoothiegirl.com slash shopping list, um, and take it to the grocery store with you and see if you can put 10 things in your grocery store from that list, from that high vibration list, and see if you can leave the grocery store with nothing on the low vibration list. That's an easy one, but another one is to get outside and get in contact with earth for 10 minutes a day. While you're there, do some yoga stretches, 30 deep breaths, now you're oxygenating, you're 
you're doing several different things at once that will help your cells actually vibrate higher, which causes them to be able to release all the toxins, causing Being them in the to sun, just be able to the optimize. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And also, if you can be in the sun, I know that doesn't work every day of the year, depending on where you live, but getting some good charging from the sun. We are electrical beings and we need sunshine. Um, and allowing yourself to think about all the things that you are grateful for. Um, I actually have a video where we do all five of those things at once. Um, I, I don't know if it's on greensmoothiegirl.com right this minute, but it's one of the things that we're doing in honor of the book launch coming up. And awesome. doing that will be super high impact. It'll literally raise your energy 10 hertz. And here's something really exciting. I'm glad you asked for, you know, just a couple of quick actionable tips. And those, that's one is that bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. That's an old principle of physics. And so once you do the one thing, kind of like my green smoothie story, I then had so much more energy and I put some of that energy into putting something else into play and something else into play. Just little small things that I do in the course of a day to increase my energetic frequencies. Because when I am at high frequencies, I am attracting other people and I'm raising theirs and my career flows and opportunities Mm -hmm. come to me and I feel happy and peaceful and like I've accomplished something at the end of the day. And that's, I think that's what we all want. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Do you, do you recommend like developing a sort of anti-negative mantra? So if someone's in this, like where they're focusing on the negativities of someone in the room, they're like, Oh my God, that person's driving me bats. Like where they could actually reset their brain. Like, Let's do this in my brain. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm negative. I'm bringing negative vibrations to myself. I am going to reset with this mantra in my head. Yeah? Definitely. Yeah, we actually... Is that a good, good thing the, to do? Or book, what do you do when you're, say, in a conference and there's so much negativity around you? How do you essentially protect yourself from... from I mean, can, is there a vibration bouncer? <laughs> can a we bounce vibrations? Yeah, no, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to send it back to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are big questions. And we could talk about (laughs) electromagnetic frequencies and how in a conference a lot of people feel, you know, low energy and they're struggling in a conference because there's 400 people in the room with Wi-Fi on. And so you literally have so much. And you're a little sponge. (laughs) Yeah, and, and you have so much chaotic frequencies in your environment that it can really fracture your your own vibration. But um, that's a that's a big subject that I've done a lot of research in, and we have a video course on that. But you know, Ooh. there's another subject we could talk about in the book. There is, and it's it's too big of a subject for me to cover. Uh, no, with no, the I bit get of time that we have left. But, but in the possible. book we talk about. Yeah. Yes, in the book we talk about how to in 90 seconds take a negative event or a negative emotion and and flip it so that you are back in the high vibrations. You're wishing the person well who just wronged you and you are moving through it and you're letting those energies flow through you. It's not about being Pollyanna and denying that the thing happened. And it's not about not having, you know, not having your right reactivity. It's about getting really clear about it and turning it. So definitely we have a 90 seconds to, um, to metabolize, reframe and release any negative emotion. And I'm not saying that in 90 seconds, you completely resolve, you know, issues around a childhood of abuse. I'm talking about, when a negative emotion arises from that or from whatever, 
how you, how you deal with it. And so I think it's been really helpful for people from, from what I've heard. We had a beta launch of our course to uh, Dean Graciosi's and Brendan Burchard's growth.com in February. And people just love that. We did a, we did a whole um, tele, telecast on it. And so that's one, that's one chapter of the book that I think people will really love. Oh, cool. Hmm. And the, and the book comes ah. out at the end of um, October for everybody 31st. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very that cool. Awesome. I mean, it's such good information, and it's something we're all we all have. You know, you all have that ability to to you know think positively, and you say it all the time. You are what you think, kind of. Besides the whole "you are what you eat" eats kind of thing, but you know, you are what you think, and and that's a definite easy way to get a little high vibe going on. I have a question just yeah. really quickly. What about, are you, are you mostly a vegetarian or do you have meat? I'm sure that those frequencies are lower, but do you try to balance or how does that work for you? Yeah. So we talked about how pork is about two Hertz of energy and actually Tino measured other animal products at about two Hertz as well. And so if we're aiming to raise our vibration, um, if we're going to eat animal products, it's certainly not to raise our vibration. It's not going to do that. But if you do eat animal products, I know I haven't answered your question yet, and I will, but if you do eat animal products, make sure that you're eating animals that weren't raised in cruelty because animals right. that are raised in, in fear um, and misery, you know, there's a vibration to that. And when you eat that, you're absorbing those vibrations. So at least if you're going to eat animal products, um, you know, eat wild-caught, free range, organic sources. And so, you know, cage free. Um, I am all but vegetarian. My, my oldest daughter has been completely vegetarian for 10 years. I will, you know, occasionally when in Rome do as the Romans do, but when I'm making my own food choices um, in restaurants and at home and what I cook, it is, it is plant-based. I don't like, uh, labels very much like vegetarian mm-hmm. and vegan, but I definitely right. seek out the plant foods because as I've gotten really finely tuned to what my body wants, I know my body responds really, really positively to greens, vegetables, fruit, legumes, whole grains. They don't have to have gluten in them. Lots of grains don't, and they're. I don't eat flour products, but I'll eat I'll eat whole grains that are organic, sprouted, um, and nuts and seeds. These are, these are really the staples of my diet. And while that might sound like limited categories of foods, you can make thousands of amazing dishes oh, nice. with those and some good spices. So, hmm. Do you do uh, soy at all? For, you know, a lot uh, of people that avoid meat products, they get protein quite a bit from soy. You eat quite a yeah, bit of soy or just... Protein isn't a thing. It's a thing that the the food industry has wanted us to has focus on because they can. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, they just they just want it, want us to be preoccupied with getting our protein from. But you know, protein is in nuts and seeds, and it's actually really high in greens. I mean, there's there's as much you know percentage wise protein in broccoli as there is in steak, but you just don't have very many calories in broccoli. And so, the average vegetarian gets 10% protein, and that's probably ideal. Um, the Adkins diet, the food industry that is really high in, in animal proteins wants you to believe that you need more than that. But, you know, the China study, Framingham Nurses study, all the big nutrition studies show that a lower amount of protein is much, much better for you. And, and that 20% animal protein like the average American gets is actually 
um, putting us at risk for cancer, heart disease, and autoimmune disease. So, you know, I don't worry about protein ever. Like, that's not even a thing that I think about because if you just eat those classes of food, mm, you're going to get about 10% protein. I worry about, or I don't worry about, but what I'm looking for is foods that are high. If we're going to think of Newtonian constructs, um, high in, I'm looking for high micronutrient foods and high fiber foods. And I'm also in the Einsteinian construct, I'm looking for high vibration foods. And guess what? Those happen to be the same foods. <laughs> wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. What are your top 10 favorite foods? I mean, I know you send everybody to the list and we'll, we're going to do that, but just your, your top 10 favorite high vibration foods. Oh, gosh. Um, hard to narrow down when there's classes of foods I love, but probably my personal favorite foods, um, and I'm going to kind of mix in things that I eat because they're good for me and things I eat because they taste good, um, but I love cucumbers. I eat them all the time. I dip them in organic hummus that I get from Costco because I don't usually make it myself. Um, I love green smoothies. I love uh, turmeric, fresh turmeric and ginger root in the smoothies along with just lots of greens and some fruit. I love blueberries. Not going to lie, I love chocolate. I don't eat it very often, but um, I don't think a really good high-quality chocolate is bad for you. I like kale, spinach, collards, chard in my day, every day, whether it's green juice or green smoothies. Um, I adore avocado. I often eat a whole avocado a day. Um, Mm -hmm. For lunch, I have in the fridge right now, I have a salad made of chopped almonds, avocados, tomatoes, a little bit of brewer's yeast, and celery, and it's just and a little bit of lemon juice. Mm. It's just delicious. Mm. So, Yum. Getting hungry talking about this. Yeah. I don't know if that was 10. It, I don't know if that was 10. <laughs> I love everything coconut. I love everything coconut. And, uh, you know, doesn't belong on the high vibration list, but not going to lie, I love, I love a cup of coffee. I drink it in the afternoon, not the morning, because I wake up, with tons of energy, I do not need any more. I think a cup of coffee would right. make me bounce off the walls. But I get up in the morning <laughs> and I work out. Um, but in the afternoon when I'm working, it really I like I like coffee for the productivity. But if I'm going to drink coffee, I drink some green juice before and I'm and I get really hydrated. I drink some water and some green juice before I let myself have coffee. And of course, like I said, I make the coffee a lot healthier than than most people are probably drinking right. it. And I highly recommend that method. I have to ask you, is there a different vibrational frequency between coconut oil, coconut milk, and the whole coconut? Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen any actual data on that. but On that, right. I'd be, inter- I'd makes- be curious. <laughs> Add that to my list of curiosities on the vibrational <laughs> frequencies of those. <laughs> yeah. and I. All right, I Robin, what's definitely... your favorite smoothie? Oh, What is you know Robin's what? My... favorite smoothie? And it's got to be on your recipes list <laughs> My so people can smoothie, make it. I publish recipes because people like them, but because I've been making smoothies with whatever I have on hand for 24 years now, my smoothie is about three cups of water. This is to fill the whole blender here. About three cups of water, except some of that is aloe. I like aloe in my smoothie um, and a chunk of fresh ginger and a chunk of fresh turmeric root. And then I add greens, and they could be whatever greens you have on hand. I usually get the triple-washed um, microgreens 
uh, or what, is, what are they called? Super super greens, I think, at Costco. At Costco? And I put, yep, I'll put handfuls of that I'm in. I'm going tomorrow. Put, okay, Me good, too. Good. <laughs> I'm going to get them. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, okay. and I'll, I'll put like a stalk of celery in there, cut in a few pieces, and a big chunk of cabbage. Um, and then I'll just blend that up, and then I might put, so we have Green Smoothie Girl organic vegan protein. I'll put a scoop or two of that just because it fills, it, it's more staying. I don't do it because I think we need more protein. I do it because then that, that quart of green smoothie will last me till dinner. Um, gotcha. But, and then I put whatever fruits I have on hand, but I tend to really like frozen mixed berries that you can get organic from Costco. It makes your smoothie right. sort of brown or purple rather than green. Um, and a banana makes it really creamy. And so when you blend all that up and your, your blender is full You've got yourself at least a couple of quarts of green smoothie, and I might sometimes not drink all of it until the next day, but always, always have your quart of green smoothie. That's my third actionable tip for you. I got my, I got four kids, so that pretty much, and my husband's going to drink it too, so that pretty much is my. <laughs> That's your whole pitcher, right? <laughs> now, do avocados work for the creaminess instead of bananas? They do, and you can totally do that. The reason I don't put avocado in my green smoothie is that I want to eat that thing. I want to taste it. <laughs> I don't want it buried in my green smoothie. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to gotcha. make my. Yeah, I want to have my little homemade chips that I'll like take organic oh, corn I hear tortillas. You. I did yep, that and last I wanna night. Dip them. But I'm trying to get this into my kids so I can use that that avocado in there and be like, here. Sure. Yeah. Oh God. Well, All right. And getting some getting some good fats. But one thing I I always put in too that I didn't mention is we have a sprouted broccoli chia and flax seed that we make at Green Smoothie Grill. It's just spectacular for your omega three fatty acids. So that's something you can get in your kids that you would never Ooh. get them to eat otherwise. But and we also have just sprouted flax for the people who don't want the little tiny kick that you get from the sprouted broccoli seed. But um, I add those, and, and I'm glad you brought up put an avocado in there, but if you're trying to get avocado in your kids and they won't eat it otherwise, you can totally do that. And I, I actually think it's a really good idea to have some good fats in your green smoothie because it helps you absorb minerals better. And so that way all those greens that are in your, your green smoothie, and don't let anybody tell you that eating greens is bad for your thyroid. It's a, it's a thing that has gotten passed around the Internet. It is a very rare person who is going to find even even the the you know cabbage and and brassica family that are higher in some of the anti nutrients? It's it's not a problem for most of us who have low thyroid. It's a rare person who's going to find that a problem. And there's dozens of compounds in greens that are thyroid nourishing. It is how I got my health back. It's how I got on top of my own Hashimoto's. My Hashimoto's has been in remission now for 16 years and I don't eat the AIP. I don't eat a paleo diet. I don't eat animals. I go on shows all the time to talk about how I'm a basically vegetarian. I, on a rare occasion, I'll hedge my bets and eat a little fish. I don't even like it. I don't even want it. My, my body doesn't really resonate with animal proteins, but I'll do it just now and then. But mm-hmm. 99, 98, 99% vegetarian and I have Hashimoto's in remission. I have no discernible antibodies even though for, for years I was very ill in my 20s, and that's when I was eating the standard American diet. So, so I can't, I can't um, tell you the vibrational difference between different forms of coconut, but one thing we know is every time we process a food, every processing stage that a food goes through, 
which applies to most of our packaged foods, it's going to be disrupting life force in that, in that food. So the more natural, the more whole you can get it, the better. Okay. Gotcha. That is an awesome, simple tip for everybody. Definitely. And cold foods. <laughs> and it just really eat is, real food. Just eat real food. It's, I mean, it's, I, I think it's become so daunting for most people. You know, I mean, a lot of people are just so, they don't want to go to the grocery store. Do you know what I'm saying? Rather than just stay around the outside of the store. It's it's easier than, and once you get going, you feel good, and it's addictive to be able to do that. You feel good, so you want to repeat the things that made you feel good. Right. Love it. We love your work. We do. This has been fabulous. Lots of great tips and information in this show, and we will obviously share all those places that you mentioned um, where people can find you uh, when we let you go. But we, we know we, that you, you know, can't spend all day with us, even though we'd love it. So we'll let you go. But we have had a blast. I know, Robin, you and I have connected, and we wanted to get this done um, so long ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled we actually did today. It was wonderful to have you. Oh, thank you. It was a delight to chat with you. And I hope that your readers are healthy and happy and live their high vibration life. And thanks for having me on today. Thanks. Oh, have thanks a great so day. For taking the time. Oh, she's amazing. I, I don't know. She does it all. Out. You know? She was fabulous. That's, I don't know how she does it yeah. all, you know? With four the kids. Story and, with her son. She's oh, amazing. I know. It was fabulous. Uh, what a great tips. Fabulous tips. I didn't write any of them down, so I'll have to go back and listen. So if you didn't write them down or you don't remember them, she did some, she uh, offered up some really wonderful um, actionable tips for you to, you know, baby steps. It's all about baby steps. So go back and listen to the show. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and all that good stuff. Woo! Mm-hmm. And you can find her podcast, The High Vibration Life. Green Smoothie Girl recipes, all that good stuff at her website, greensmoothiegirl.com. And I am going to get the, I love the fact, the easy tip of the organic berries from Costco and the mixed greens. And I'm going, I'm going down yeah, to see my dad. Triple wash, I'm going to grab them at Costco. Wash, right. The triple greens, wash super yeah. greens or whatever. Right. That's fabulous. What a great easy tip. I am going to change my, add to my vibrational frequency. Seriously, like I have wanted to do a smoothie for the kids. For I mean, we've always done smoothies, but not so much like incorporating the greens and that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of silly, but um, I used to do smoothies when the kids were little all the time, but they were mainly, you know, um, yogurt and fruit, and we didn't really throw the greens in there. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. If you get a free moment and you enjoy our shows, we'd love a little review on iTunes. You can go to uh, thyroidnation.com. There's a radio tab where you can just click there, and it'll take you straight to iTunes, or you can do it on iTunes, whichever is easiest for you. We'd love a little a little review. And, of course, you can download everything on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Wonderful, clean, preservative, and synthetic-free skincare. All of the essential oils that we use are actually gas chromatography tested, which is a frequency thing, right? Isn't that cool? Essential oils mm-hmm. have amazing high frequencies, just to kind of put that in with the Robin Openshaw vibe. Uh, 
But um, check them out, specifically designed with essential oils to help with thyroid symptoms and keep your skin clean and wonderful and healthy. That's right. Make sure to follow Thyroid Nation. We're on Facebook, Twitter. We also have a support group where we have all the guests that are upcoming and the past guests and questions and all kinds of things at the Hoshies and Graves Facebook support group. We're on Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. Also, the show, don't forget, is brought to you by our fabulous sponsor. We just love Just Thrive Probiotics, and um, I believe you can find them at thriveprobiotics.com. So check it out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, most importantly, Dana, and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation, evaluating your frequency. So, mm-hmm. you know, like she said, positive attracts positive, and we can raise our frequencies. We can change things. You're not stuck ever, right? Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you and be mindful of the frequencies that surround you. It's something that's innately there in everybody, you just need to plug it in and pay attention, and it's very cool and relative to her work. So it was a, awesome. Yeah, it was fabulous. This is Dana. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. United we raise our and vibration. we are. Right? Mm-hmm. And we are healing. We are. We are. We are. Awesome. We're doing it. One baby step at a time. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Together.